Coming up on The Rock Fight, Justin Hausman and I break down what's wrong with outdoor gear reviews. That's next. This episode of The Rock Fight is brought to you by Long Weekend Coffee. With four varieties of beans, Long Weekend is the best coffee to start your outdoor adventures every day, not just on the weekend. Head to longweekend.coffee, that's longweekend.coffee, and be sure to enter the promo code ROCK10 for 10% off of your first order, Long Weekend Coffee. More weekend, please. We're also brought to you by Rockfight, ideas that aim for the head. Head to rockfight.co to check out the episode page for every episode of The Rockfight. We've done movie reviews. We've talked about outdoor trends and brands. It's all there, rockfight.co. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and joining me today, he might be a little jealous that your truck is bigger than his truck. It's Justin Hausman! Oh, oh good morning, Colin. Um, <laughs> How this you is feeling a, about your truck these days? Uh, better than ever. This is a nice This is a nice little break from um, my full-time job, which is which is uh, attacking Wes Seiler's <laughs> new column on Outside Magazine on Twitter about how you should have a bigger truck than you think you should have, which I will admit, um, I am a stupider person for having read that and wish, <laughs> you know, that I could purge that from the existence of humanity. But here we are. Here we yeah. Are. You know, I think it's going to backfire. You said that you don't think outside would ever offer you a job. Maybe one of the, be one of those things where they're like, you know, actually this Hausman guy, he's making a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they, they, I don't, they don't know who they are, what they're trying to do. Like, I mean, just yesterday, they, I think it was yesterday. I mean, that column comes out, which just hair pullingly, like pulled the eyes out of your skull, uh, bad and angry making. And then like also in that same day, they have a piece about how like you should, <laughs> you should buy a, uh, a net gator for your backpacking trips. Cause you can use them for 15 different things and look how efficient and light and cool they are. And like, you can't, you can't do both guys. You can't, you cannot push giant work trucks on people for fucking fun. And then also laud the like utility <laughs> and ingenious of little lightweight things that of do a, a million different things. You can't also like, didn't, didn't they write that article about buff in like 2001? I mean, it was a re it was on the social. So who the hell knows, but it's right. just like, it's like, you can't when you try to be all things to everybody you mean nothing to no to anyone like you can't like i don't know what what is their stance what are are they are they about like the environment are they not are they about doing things that make sense outside and like lowering your footprint or are they not like what are they doing what's going to get the most clicks that's their stance <sighs> anyway anyway anyways well anyway. it's good good that we're that we're starting off ragging in a in a in about this in, in this uh in this space cuz today we're going to talk about gear reviews as a concept and kind of why they kind of fucking suck, largely speaking. This is yeah. going to be a gear review of gear reviews. But before we get into that, we need to do Tales from the Trail, which is brought to you by Gear Trade. As we all know, since 1999, GearTrade.com has been your go-to home for unnew outdoor gear and apparel. You know you have that jacket packer tent that's been left out of your past few adventures. Why not load it all in a box and let Gear Trade sell it, to, sell it for you? They'll even send you a box and a free shipping label. Do you have any uh, any gear that you think you could sell on on Gear Trade? I'm kind of springing this I, on I you. I feel really bad, but I actually requested a huge box from Gear Trade a while back, um, and they ended up turning it into like a like a pretend car from my girls. I <laughs> well, I think well, there you go. Gear Trade will have to do the uh, the Hausman challenge here, where we get them to actually you know use the box next time. Let's get them a For new sure. box. 
Well, anyway, I, so I let's just bought a re- to... I just bought a refurbed vacuum, by the way. So I'm all about like used. There you go. Stuff. That's the uh, that's the next move for Gear Trade to get in the vacuum cleaners. Yeah, gonna... yeah. yeah. <laughs> but hey, listener, head to GearTrade.com, click on the Sell Your Gear tab to learn more. All right, you're up, Justin. Tales from the Trail. What do you got? What are you up to this week? Well, all right. So uh, this has been an art. Wait, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Did you hear that? Did that come through? I was a little like. I, I closed a tab. I meant to close the tab, but I accidentally played it anyway. Oh, cool. Was All it right. good? No. Uh, <laughs> it's a porn? Uh, no. Well, I mean, it was Instagram. So <laughs> is there, I'm not, sadly. Oh, anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's start this again. Porn from the trail. Porn from the back. trail. <laughs> Check the Rock Fight OnlyFans account. Now you're talking. Would people pay? Oh, never mind. Okay. So we just, just you and me str- sitting there complaining about West Siler. <laughs> Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> there are like surfers that have OnlyFans accounts and they're not like, it's not sexual. It's just like, hey, do you want to pay to like hear me talk about surfing and do cool surf shit? It's like, yeah, whatever. Anyway. Uh, Tales from the Trail. Do you want to read intro it or do you want to? No, nah, man. I can, okay. I, can, I can either keep this in or we'll slice it. Nice. It'll be <laughs> <All> okay. <laughs> well, uh, so I, I've been uh, in, like insanely busy this week and I was um, just yesterday thinking about novel ways to complain about how I haven't really been able to like bike ride or surf or anything for a little bit. But I do have a fun little uh, thing I've been, I've been doing, which is, uh, and I just wrote about this for Adventure Journal. It's in today's newsletter. But um, I finally started... <laughs> Like playing in the playing in the creek by my house. That sounds lame, just uh, saying that out loud. But we, um, I just you know, like a couple weeks ago, I went up in the mountains and I was excited for my first like summertime fly fish session. But there's just way too much water still, like where I right. like fish, and so all the all the creeks are not fishable yet. They probably are like now, but a couple weeks ago they still weren't. And I was a little bit bummed. Like you know, I was able to fish some lakes, but that's not really that much fun. And so um, my waders stayed dry, and so I I got home and I was. Um, I'd like to take my daughters down to this creek to throw rocks in it. And like it, when it's hot enough, the, lo- the neighborhood kids will swim in the creek. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I've never like been in it before. And I was just like looking at it and just thinking, like finally it dawned on me, you know, like I was like, you know, I, what, I, what I really like the most about fly fishing is just walking through the creek. Like if I'm being honest, I mean, that's kind of the most fun. You have told us on this podcast before that you are a, a, a river tromper, I believe. That's right. The, uh, I just, yeah. I don't know what, I mean, I'm a, I, I'm a water. A creek, I, creek tromper. I just, I absolutely just love being in the water. And so yeah. I, um, and so I, yeah, I just started putting my waders on. Also, I mean, like, I don't know. It's kind of nice to know, like, have you developed holes in these? Like, is the booty still good? Like, all that. So I haven't worn my, like, wading boots in a while. They get really cracked if they get too dry. So be a bummer to do like an eight-hour round trip, you know, drive yeah. to find out that your waders are full. Hey, there's a hole. There's a hole in my crotch. You know, like that, <laughs> that happens. And so, um, anyway, so I've just been like putting waders on, just walking through my creek, and like I keep waiting for, um, you know, it's like the kind of thing where you, uh it's kind of winds behind houses and stuff. And so like, there's all these houses that you've only seen from the front. Now you're walking through the Creek and you can like see their backyards. Like, uh, I don't really know the rules. Like, I think it's legal. Like, I don't, I mean, it's, it's legal to be in it, but like, I don't know like where property boundaries end. Like I haven't, are, are your kids with you? No, no, they're too little. For so that. this is a weird guy in, in waiters. Just a dude tromping around in waiters. I mean, I, I guarantee, I'm sure they think I work for like some, there's, you know, there's like salmon. Well, as I've discovered, there's little salmon in these, like the, it's oh, amazing. Sweet. It's amazing where they can get, you know, like, um, cause could you fish, could you actually fish it? Not legally. You could oh, I mean, yeah. like physically. Yes. Not legally. Um, right. Thankfully around here, you can't fish for anything like that. Cause, uh, we did, we came so close to wiping all the salmon and steelhead trout out from around here so um but like they get you know there's some little steelhead fry up like just 
or actually they're probably coho uh sam and um kind of fitting around in some of the pockets so anyway yeah that's been me just kind of walking around walk around the creek walk around the creek and it, honestly I, I swear to god like when i'm done i take my waders off hang my boots up it, it doesn't feel a whole lot different than, than like had i gone fly fishing but anyway that's been my that's been me that's my tales from the from the trail but it's it's, really, it's well mine's a little similar like it's it there's something to be said i think we've talked about it before too of the uh you know just the enjoyment of of the of the thing versus then being so goal oriented around the thing like and and not to make it another surf thing i know i talked about surfing last week but this past weekend my wife and i went to the beach my wife she started surfing after i started surfing and she has way lower aspirations as a surfer than i do like if she gets in the water a handful of times a year that's a lot probably um and she's very happy being the person in the whitewash, just wading out, you know, waist deep and jumping on her board and, and riding in the shore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, so when we do go together, it becomes like I could paddle out and try and, you know, surf on broken waves or we can hang out, which is what we're there to do. And I just do the same thing. So I'm like, yeah, let's just do that. And then for me, it's like, OK, I'll do the same thing and kind of give me the opportunity to work on my pop up and just like do, you know, just play around and have fun. And we just had a blast. You know, we were yeah. there for like an hour and a half at Oceanside. The water was great. It's getting warmer. Uh, it was lower tide, which is not great for Oceanside anyway. So like that was actually made it easier to not go out and uh, kind of deal with you know, a bunch of waves that weren't as much fun to ride. Also meant, though, it's the time of year here in Southern California where the stingrays are really starting to come out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so especially at low tide. Um, but, you know, and we definitely had a few uh, close encounters of stepping on some squishy things that I've never probably been, uh, were stung. Yeah, knock on wood. I mean, it's just, I kind of feel like it's inevitable that at some point yeah, probably I probably is. will be. Um, although that it is kind of a bummer for the, you know, for beginner surfers or the, or surfing the way my wife likes to, where that's where it's going to happen when you're standing in shallow water, just jumping up and down on your board. No, um, that's where it almost always happens. Exactly. Yeah. Like if I get, if you get on your board and paddle out to, and surf, you're not, you're not going to get stung because you're, you know, well, right. Your feet aren't on the sand. I mean, <laughs> right, like you're exactly. like, you're spending all of your time. Like, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I think it's usually people in that playing around the whitewater they get like surfers leaving or entering the water. Sure. But that's, that's about it. Familiar. Yeah. But, but other than that, I mean, it was still just great and it just really, really fun and kind of a reminder, kind of like you're describing of like, you know, this, we just had a great time in the water and she had yeah. a good, she caught like 10 waves, you know, air quote waves, you know, white, right in the whitewash, but like still had a blast. And it was just really fun to do that together and kind of enjoying the activity out as opposed to like being so goal oriented. Right. Like I have to do this thing or I'm going to be pissed off the rest of the day that it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, you know? All right. Well, that was Tales from the Trail presented by GearTrade.com. Make sure you head to GearTrade.com to learn about selling your stuff or buying some stuff that you may need. That's the place to shop. So last week on the show, uh, you mentioned that you had a new set of trekking poles that you didn't want to give your opinion on yet because you wanted to put it through its paces. And it kind of got me thinking about the art of the gear review and the amount of kind of gear review bullshit that exists in outdoor and outdoor adjacent media. So today, I kind of want to pick a rock fight with outdoor media, the outdoor media industrial complex. And again, like I said earlier, offer a gear review of gear reviews with a with a real life gear reviewer Yeah, that, that you are. So I That's guess me. let's set, go, go ahead. That's me. I'm the yeah. real life hero. Okay, That's just make sure. I thought maybe we were gonna have a guest. I, didn't I was know like, about. all right. So Justin, stand aside. I got a new guy coming on. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, because we have we have Mary from Consumer Reports here to talk about how the... what what Siler's dialing in. Can I just say that? Yeah. Can I just say that I stole my buddy's dad's Consumer Reports uh, login? Man, talk about. Okay, I, it's important for everyone to know. I turned 45 in like three weeks, and what are you like 47 or something? I'll be 48 in September. So like we're, I mean, this is like right. It's now. over. Like, holy smoke! Consumer Reports is awesome. Pay for it if you don't. It's amazing. Like God, because I, I like, so good. Like what? What? What were you reading about? 
<laughs> vacuums. <laughs> <laughs> vacuums. I do the cleaning in my house and, uh, you know, they got two, two little kids. There's, and like, there's just crap everywhere all the time, dirt and stuff everywhere. And like, we I, have a perfect, we have a perfectly fine vacuum. It's fine. But like, it doesn't bring me any joy to use it. And like, you know, like probably we've had it for like 10 years. I think it's time to get a vacuum where I can, you know, kind of really get into some stuff, you know, and I'm really, I'm really, I love research. I'm a gear guy for a reason. Like I, I, it doesn't matter what it is. Like I will spend days diving in and researching and watching YouTube video reviews and all this sort of stuff. So, well, that was, but, see, that was actually was epic, man. Like it's so good. They're really good at it. That was a good way for you to give your resume. Why people should value your opinion on this episode. It's However, true. I mean, it's true. I'm, so anyway. let's set the table for the audience to talk about some gear reviewing generalities. Like I have no idea when gear reviews actually began. I imagine there were reviews mm. as products as long as there have been products being made and marketing departments existed. So I guess just some background, you know, you're, you're the expert here. Like how, how did you start reviewing gear? Is that just a common place to people as you start writing in the industry that gear reviewing is an entryway or is there, I, I is there... I, so I don't know the answer to that. I know how I started. I don't know about, the is it a common entryway my 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 career in writing has been uh probably widely different than most people so i don't have any idea how people usually get involved in this sort of thing but for me uh i wrote like an article or two for adventure journals website about surfing i mean god it had to been like eight years ago at this point a long time mm -hmm. ago i don't even remember seven years ago and um it went well and then uh, i think i pitched an idea to the, i pitched an idea to print and then stephen casimiro the the founder editor-in-chief called me to talk about it my article for print and we just started chatting and he was mentioning something about how he's had a really hard time finding people to work with remotely because it just was difficult and this is like before the work from home thing was a big deal and right some guy he had just like hired a guy or talked about hiring a guy to do gear and the guy just kind of ghosted him and, mm. um, and I was like, well, dude, I love gear. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's like, you know, I like we'll go hang out REI for like four hours a day just, just to look at shit. Like, I, I adore it, you know? And he said, well, why don't you write a couple of pieces for me about whatever, you know, whatever, do some reviews. Like, you can just request stuff and they'll bring it, to, they'll send it to you and you review it and send it back. I'm like, okay. And that's kind of how it started. So, um, so there's no like agreed to qualifications that like, a journalist needs to have. Or to review outdoor I mean, like, products. honestly, like, outdoor, uh, do you go out, do you camp? I mean, that's what else do you need to know? I mean, like, yeah. I think it helps to have a analytical mind and to, and to care about research and things like that. Or to, I mean, mo I, honestly, most gear reviews are bad. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, I honestly, I think you have to be a good writer, unless it's something like a very specific tool that you need for a very specific thing. It, it, when you're really, then it doesn't matter. Like, you just need to, will it do this? Like, that's all you really need to know. But when it like, comes to like outdoor gear and stuff, like if someone's a pretty good writer and, yeah. and they kind of put me in a use case and uh, that's, I don't know, like that's kind of, I think that makes you better at it than somebody else. It's, well, I don't know. Well, the way you just described that, like the kind of organic, like you being interested in something and then getting it and using it and talking about it, like that makes a lot of sense. But I mean, having worked in the industry, there's a whole behind the scenes, sometimes incredibly orchestrated infrastructure when it comes to getting products reviewed, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. something new and small comes out and finds its way into the right hands or they are re requested by a journalist and you get some press coverage, but usually a brand has a public relations team that coordinates with media outlets on products that they want to receive attention. Now, Sandra, can you spill the tea on any, uh, interactions with PR folks, you know, the name names or brands who have tried to influence, you know, how they would prefer you to to write over the years, or have you been pretty, pretty easily been able to uh, kind of just do your own thing? I will, you know, that's a, that's a really good question. I, um, 
I'm probably I'm I'm just warning everyone. I'm gonna lose my train of thought, but I want to like go back like nine steps to answer this question. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, like this has been one of the things that's bugged me constantly since I've been involved in journalism at all because you know I got my start in, at Surfer Magazine and people just loved to assume that the only things that we wrote about were things that like brands paid us to write about mm. or like or that like we wouldn't we wouldn't cover something negative because we were terrified we'd lose like Rip Curl's uh ads you know like if a rip curl team writer did something stupid we wouldn't cover it because god forbid they'd pull their like two-page ad or something and that's never been the case for anything i've been involved with i've never had any kind of uh like pushing in terms of editorial direction on anything from any brand or any advertiser ever so that's been my experience um you know i think that might be I, it's entirely possible that like that's a data point of one <laughs> and i'm a unique case <laughs> I, I don't know but um, I can tell you that other than some branded content where like like travel California, like specifically paid surfer to like talk right. about something, it was very much clearly advertorial, like it would set it right at the top. Like that's been the only time there's ever been any kind of direction from anybody about anything that I've ever written about personally. So, no, I don't really ever get like pressure from anything. Like basically what happens for me is either I will know I'm going to do a certain thing and I don't have a piece of gear that would like work for that and i'll right. say hey there's here's an opportunity to do, to do a review about it like i don't know much about whatever this might be um tankara fishing is a good example right i had never gone tankara fishing which is fly fishing without a reel yeah um, it's a telescoping rod with a with the line at the at the tide to the tip at the very end you don't use a reel i had never done that before and i knew i was going to montana and so i was so i like i was at i was at outdoor retailer anyway and so i started talking to the tankara uh rod company people or Tenkara USA, Tenkara USA, and um, said, well, you know, I'll, I'll let me try one out. Let's see how this goes. And I wrote about, you know, so like that will happen where I'll be like, I, I know I'm going to need something or I will have a use case for it. So I'll try them out. But more often than not, you know, a PR firm will just say, hey, we got some new stuff coming out. If you're interested, if it's any coverage, have a, you know, let us know and uh, we can go from there. But I've never had anything. I mean, you, I'll get pitches from usually from like weird PR firms I've never heard of that are like, you want to come out to the to the Maldives and like stay in this like insane hotel and like write about how rad it is. And it's like, well, no, like, I mean, we're not going to do that. Why not? I mean, I will. <laughs> yeah, all right. That was a bad example, but I mean, like, <laughs> like, but you know, there's usually these outlandish ones where they'll, yeah. you know, just assume that you're going to just like fall over yourself and praise. But the thing I always say, and again, this is probably, I hope it's unique to adventure. Well, actually I wish it wasn't. I have a feeling it's unique to adventure journal is, you know, I'll, I'll just be straight up with people. Like, look, I'm not going to write something that says that this piece of gear sucks. Um, yeah. I don't really believe in that, but um, I'm not going to cover it if it, if it's not like something I really like, if yeah. it's not something I want to tell my friends about, Hey, you got to get one of these. I don't cover it. So, I mean, I have a garage full of shit that I've never written about. Cause it just was like either, either didn't work. Oh, that's rare. You know, either it was just like, it wasn't that it just didn't, it just seems kind of silly or like pointless. Yeah. Um, then I won't cover it. But for the most part, it's actually, I mean, for us anyway, it's it's super honest this seems like a cool thing that this that this pr firm is telling me about i think our readers would probably dig it um and so let's try it out and if it's something that i really enjoyed using then we cover it uh, that's that's, well, that's our that's our that's how we do it but i, I don't think, think that's common i i don't i think that's probably very very rare well i think a lot of gear reviews one reason i, I find this fascinating and i'd be interested in your take on it from as a reader of gear reviews is that like there's there's it's not hyperbole to say that well a pretty big majority of gear reviews i don't feel like they tell you much you know that more mm -hmm. tell you they'll tell you much more than you can learn by reading the bullet points about a product on a brand's website well of course so you yeah. know it's yeah right it's like and i you know just like 
here's a the journalist side of things is there you know always a writer who's sort of willing to give a give a brand a couple hundred words on a product and sort of it, and you get the sense if you know enough like did you even try this like did you even go out and use this or was it you just repurpose the copy in order to kind of get a blurb mm -hmm. in a magazine well, so yeah. you know and i think that's true and another problem that you just highlighted is that everything pretty much works mm -hmm. you know the only recommendation i feel like to make anymore is like specific so if it's like I don't know. I have a long, low volume foot and the shoe grows great, you know, but even if you have a, and if you have a smaller, wider foot, you might struggle with it. So it kind of, you know, what, where is the value of gear reviews as we sit today? Like as a reader, like when you go back and read some of these things, is it get your hackles up knowing that you have standards of how you, you know, how you well, approach these things? Sort of. I like, I, I guess, you know, the reason that that is it, that that happens where you see these reviews that are very clearly just either rewritten press releases or whatever the like two line description of a product is on a product page. And it's just is like regurgitated in like a top five things you need for the summer. Yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't, I don't, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but I mean, that's, that's clearly, that's clearly media people just, just like farming affiliate links, you know? And if yeah, you don't right, know what, right. what, what affiliate links are, that's, I'm sure everybody does now, but I mean, it's you ah, know, you, explain it for the listener in case they don't. So if you're, it doesn't have to be a review of something. You could just be like mentioning something for one re for whatever reason. But basically, you can have an arrangement with. Um, it's not. Even, it's rarely with the brands themselves, although you can do that. But it's usually with these like big companies that kind of manage this sort of thing. Where um, if you if a reader clicks on the link to a product and then buys that, you get a a, a little percentage of it. All right. And that's when you see when you see that little disclaimer like we may make some money from our reviews or whatever in the, in yeah. the, in the, in the copy. Um, that's what they're referring to. That's a so pretty big I, world too. Right. Cause I mean, you gotta, have, you have some folks who it's like completely like if they're like, I don't know, like the hike, hiking guy, like the California hiking guy, like he has affiliate links, but obviously he really uses these products that he's recommending to yeah. go and do his adventures. So this is a way for him to support this kind of exactly. thing. That he, he probably has a full-time job. He does this on the side. Now he can make a little money from it. And then there's probably other people who are, it's a completely unsavory thing. Right. Where it's well, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the, and that's it's it's really difficult to navigate for readers and for uh, those of us on the editorial side because right. we how cynical is everybody yet? Like we don't know, you know, it's hard to know. And so, yeah. but for the most part, you can you can spot the affiliate ones if it's if it's just like if it's a if it's a product photo from the brand itself and you're doing a little quick roundup and it's like maybe five products and the whole thing is like 500 words. That's a, yeah. that, they're just farming. They're just trying to get affiliate sales. Like there's no, what's the point? If you're just like, Hey, these five back, here are the five backpacks of the summer. Right. The Osprey XL 58. And the one, and the one liner is so light. You can do anything link. That's obviously you're just, you're just selling it. <laughs> like you're just, you're just trying to get money for that, you know? Uh, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing either. You're right. I mean, like, and you know, there's there's probably YouTube influencers or whatever that are super honest about everything they're reviewing, and that's entirely how they fund their operation, and that's fine. I mean, I, it makes right. it makes sense. Like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that, as long as the reader understands that when you're reading these like super shallow things, it's almost certainly if it's really shallow, it's almost certainly written because they're they want to get an affiliate link in there. Right. Almost certainly. Well, I think the opportunity exists because this stuff works so well and because this is kind of like the, the world we're playing in when it comes to the stuff itself is that the gear reviews don't, I mean, it's I'm not saying never, but rarely to feel, does it feel like gear reviews touch the brand itself again, other than, mm -hmm. you know, the history of this brand. You know, I think they don't get into the manufacturing process, kind of the impact, yeah. you know, the brand is making with their product or product line. 
and you know brands ultimately they just want coverage because if the gear review is vanilla the shit they'll take it but it's also i don't know i i our gear review is a good place for commentary i mean do you think we should start including how these things how things were made into the into in addition to the performance i'd want to know that it's like well you hey, worked in the you a... worked in that field like you worked in it though. like, <laughs> you, know, like you worked for polar tech and like you, <laughs> yeah. you like that means something to you i i honestly i don't know i don't do but I feel I like that, that should be commonplace. Care. I think the consumer is the most uneducated part of the component yeah. here. And the brands are very happy to put that like, well, the consumers aren't asking for this, so we don't have to give mm -hmm. it to them, you know, and kind of turn a blind eye to maybe some of the harder things about making stuff or, you know, the, the, the how poorly things are made. Right. Well, it, it makes sense if you, you know, when you, when you look at it through the lens of ev the, everything for the most part is pretty good and works. So now yeah. you're going to, okay. So what matters then? Right. Like, yeah, what are you talking about? So, you know, you're picking, it almost reminds me of that Seinfeld joke about baseball where, because like players ever since free agency and players like change teams so much, you're just rooting for the laundry, right? Like I'm just, I'm just rooting for who totally. I, I'm not even rooting for the person in it. I'm rooting for the Los Angeles Dodgers uniform. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. And so like for the most part, everything is good. So you're just kind of trying to pick like the brands that mean something to you, right? Like. Yeah. So, so it's almost more like storytelling around it or something like that. Like those hiking, those trekking poles are a great example, right? Like I'll, I'll write a good review of them because they're, they're very good trekking poles, but what's the most compelling part? They're handmade in the USA. Like that's, that's exactly that's what the I'm compelling That's part. incredible. It's, you know? And it's like, what, do you really need to like, I don't even, that's the other thing, you know? So I don't care who you are. Like, I, okay. What's, I, I don't really want to name names of like, just, yeah. of, of websites and stuff like that, but there are some that are like, seem like really clinical, right? Like, like side by side comparison breakdowns and they everything looks exactly the same so it, it yeah. gives it a, almost like a consumer reports look right where you feel these people are very clearly very rigorous in their testing yeah, blister review does that with their stuff you know tree line review does that with their stuff those aren't the ones i was thinking of but for sure and so right. but you know it's like i don't know like is, does that matter like i really because at the end of the day again it's all going to work so like how would i even bother how in the world am i would i compare these trekking poles to another pair right like yeah there's either the like speed lock which these have mm -hmm. telescope poles of the speed lock or there's the i don't even know what you call it the ones that break down into three parts that you know the folding kind right it's like right that's kind of the only difference like they work what of course they work they're st carbon sticks you know like like <laughs> Is, do you, do you like the molding of the hand grip? Does that feel right on your hands or not? Like there's all, right. what are you going to say? There's really very little things you can say. I mean, these are the, the quality is very nice on this particular brand and they're handmade in the USA. That's the important part. So I'll talk about that, you know? And it's like, that's kind of how it is with gear for the most part with me or, or I'll have like a re like we did a review, uh, like a video review, which we kind of hope to do more of them, but they're really kind of hard to do. But uh, where I talked about why I think carbon steel makes way more sense than cast iron. Yeah, uh, camping. I talk about the pan. I like. Uh, that's a good example, right? Where you're like, okay, like there's nothing revolutionary about this. Like there's not like Lodge came out with some four hundred dollar uh, carbon steel pan, you know, that you need to buy or something like that. It's just like, hey, we think this is better. Here's why. We think you would enjoy knowing this. Like we think this might help you. You know, and that's kind of. It's kind of it's a weird. The outdoor world is so weird with this kind of thing where it's like it's it's cool to know gear and it's cool to understand gear and it's cool to have a lot of gear, but it's also very cool to not have much gear. It's also yep. very good to like make your own gear. Like there's so many different ways you can approach it. And so it almost feels it didn't feel like this at first, but now it almost feels kind of icky to be like super into gear. Like when I first got into it, it felt like the coolest thing in the world. Now it's like, I don't know, it seems kind of weird to 
be that fired up on like products and like how they're made and like what they do and stuff like that. Um, I, I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. I, I think like you're right. And I'm painting with a broad brush when I say the brands, because there are clearly like the very large brands who I'm really talking about. And then there's like the smaller independents who are making something new and different. Like, like this thing you're just described, this trekking pole that's made in the US. And, you know, I think because brands and, and I think this is one reason why it feels icky they've kind of elevated to this sort of celebrity status. And a lot of that is, you know, they, people had those personal relationships with the brands when they first came out. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the, the Patagonias, the North Face, the Mountain Hardwares, the Marmots, these big brands, especially apparel that had, you know, an outsized presence and really pushed the category forward. It created volume and money and all these things that made the industry what it is. And then they got either, they either became or got acquired by billion dollar entities, right? Yeah. So now they've become just corporations that have this sort of lingering like love from our community. And again, they've achieved this. So we, we all sort of like are okay with what they do. Like we like celebrities who can get away with things. Mm-hmm. And then I look at it on the other side is that in the outdoor media, they kind of have developed a sort of sycophantic relationship with the brands where they're sort of happy to publish stories about climate change and things that need the change in the world. But then they can't wait. I wrote down, they can't wait to gargle the balls of Patagonia because they just put out a new version of Capoline, right? Without mm-hmm. talking about, hey, Patagonia is really good at environmental stuff, but are they over-assorted? Do they well, have to too a, many products? So to a certain degree, that also is part of the uh, problem with the internet, which uh, I've gone on record as saying needs to be purged from uh, humanity's yeah, record. On this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which you're listening to through the internet. Which is, um, so I'm trying to put us out of a job, man. <laughs> If you're if you are a big outdoor media brand, you have to publish something like every day. And so yeah. there are about nine things that probably need to get written every year, period. <laughs> like in the Yeah, right. Film. Right. And so if you are a uh online editor uh and you have especially let's just say that your company has been purchased by some like hedge fund venture capitalist group that is care that is really just trying to get traffic up really high so they can sell it to something else your your whole reason for being there is going to be to publish as much as you can right um, and so again there are there are very few stories we're telling I'll, I'll be honest with you in the like in the, in the day-to-day outdoor world I mean very few yeah uh, long form in-depth stuff like like we do in print is epic and there there are there kind of is nothing but stories like that out there but they take a lot of work you can't do it every day. Um, that's a whole separate thing. But if your whole thing is, well, we got to publish a story a day or three stories a day or more, you know, and like, right. And we have to shovel shit into our social media feed. Patagonia's new Capoline. There's a story, I guess. Bang. I'll write it. So there's, it seems it, it, it might seem like the media is like super into this sort of stuff, but at the same time, they're just, you know, right. They're just doing what they shovel need to more do. coal into the internet machine, you know? So that's kind of what that is. So but I don't, just, it doesn't make, just, so just cause there's an article about some new, like fiber or whatever doesn't mean that yeah. like anybody actually gives a shit, you know? Well, I guess but that's, that's the opportunity. I mean, and look, I don't want to pat ourselves in the back, but it's clearly what we've been trying to do here on this show is kind of talk about different stuff and talk about different things because yeah, like a lot of the stuff you're right. There's only like nine stories to tell. They've all been told, right. You know, just saying, if you're going to tell it again, you're going to swap a name or a brand name and it's right. going to be the same story. And I, I don't know. I think that's kind of what I come back to of, I'd like to see gear reviews where it's like, Hey, this shoe's great ran a lot of miles in it, but also they made it this way. And even if that's bad news, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, okay, we were, we were having fun on, on threads last night about like, you know, the boots versus shoes thing. And you make a very, very well, a good point, right? About the longevity of boots versus trail runners, mm-hmm. you know, 
And it's like, yeah, that you're right. Like boots are going to last longer than trail runners, hands down. But it's well, also like I really like going out on my trail runners. So I'm making that mm-hmm. bargain. I'm like, I'm 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 choosing to be okay with that. But I also would really it wouldn't what I should have, I should be able to find out in a gear review. Uh, what what materials are in here? W- do they last? Does the brand offer a take back program? And if they do, hmm. what what is that a real take back program that yeah. actually is going to result in like these things getting repurposed? You know, Brooks just had a, 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 a started a new secondhand you know line where they're going to take old shoes and apparently touch them up and resell them. And I got excited, but I also part of me is like, hey, is this real? Like, are they actually are they actually doing this, or is it like they did it once so they could say they could do it? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually going to buy a pair just to check it out. Anyway, I guess is that the opportunity for the evolution of, of the of the gear review to kind of like you know be a little more fresh and talk about something different and and provide the opportunity to be a little more transparent about brands that I kind of feel like get a free pass because they're outdoor brands and we love them. Well, the problem the problem is you also you don't want to come across as luxury, you know. So like that's true. Nobody wants to be told that this you know nobody wants to be reminded about how fucked up everything is, right? Yeah. So well, some people do. I mean. <laughs> Obviously, that's why I'm you're the guy who won't get off Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, you know, I I think if there's a compelling reason to get into that, it makes sense. But for 90 percent of the things, it really doesn't even something that seems novel or really cool or you had never used before. Like I have a new. uh, Well, I've had it for like a year. I just haven't even I hadn't taken out the box till last week. This it's called I think it's called the disco. It's some kind of I think it's an Australian thing. It's Mm -hmm. not an Australian brand, but I I get the idea. This is this feels very Australian. It's like a tripod that helped with a with a. I think it's carbon steel, like a, like a big frying disc. Okay. Dangles from a chain and you can like put gas up to it. And it's like, it just like, it basically gives you like a big thing to fry it with as your, as your camp. Like that's your camp, like stove. Okay, so that that's like a unique thing, right? Like that's, a, I've never seen yeah. anything like this. This like, sounds really reason, cool. I want to read about this. Right. There's a reason to talk about that. Um, yeah. You know, so I just, I just don't, I don't, know that like okay so what am i going to get into where they got the metal i mean like i don't know i guess that's I, like don't you feel like you already know you know no, where the it, it, from? totally and i like, think for the smaller branch of the people who are truly doing something more innovative whether it's manufacturing locally um which is innovative in this uh, sadly yeah. right in this world uh or it's this thing who's like i'm trying to create a new type of camp cooking experience like you're describing they're the ones who could really use almost like the the old school model fits right it's like because by nature, you're going to mention that this is a new brand. This is what they're up to. They're making a trekking pole like you've had before, but they're making it in the U.S. And mm-hmm. that's something that we haven't had before. And that becomes probably the focus of the gear review versus, right. well, like he's got a new trekking pole out. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> one's got gold tips. <laughs> that's, they changed the color scheme and uh, yeah. it's brand new. So I don't know. I guess some reason I've been thinking about this is and you mentioned it about, again, this made me think of it with, with being calling it sort of icky. You know, we do have. I think outdoor consumers have a reputation. I mean, one, when I did that podcast for Polar Tech, you know, this, this outdoor story and talking about how, you know, for a long time, outdoor experiences have, they start at the gear shop, right? It's like, you can't go do these things unless you have these things, right? And then right. I was watching, just happened to be watching Shark Tank, which, you know, it just the the years of working in kind of brands and stuff, I, I like watching that show and kind of seeing if, what, what I bid on these products when they come out. And you know, there was a, there was a, this was a few seasons ago, but there was a, there was a company that was pitching themselves and it was an outdoor product and all the sharks were commenting that. What was it? I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> but on. my only my takeaway was the sharks all commenting like, oh, this can be sold in a camping store and people who shop at camping stores will buy anything. <laughs> like it was literally <laughs> that's like. That's true. I think yeah, that's it, true. Yes. And I was like, 
oh my, you just diagnosed our problem. We are this pro-environment group of people who buy whatever you put in front of us. There's something about, okay, this kind of gets to, to a little bit, because I, I re-listened to our Moonrise Kingdom thing, and I made some sort yeah. of reference about how uh, East Coast camping movies always feel like they could have been filmed in an L.L. Bean. <laughs> yeah. And But what I mean by that is because even though they're outside, it feels like, like everything is super manicured, you know, and like... Sure, uh, yeah. yeah. And But like, that's like... There's something about like going into an REI where suddenly everything everything in there reminds you of going camping. It's like it's like buying something at a Disneyland a gift shop. Point. You know, yeah, like it's yeah. it's basically a camping gift shop. You know, you go in there and you're like, <laughs> I I and like I think like, yeah, I, I could I could use a new headlamp, sure. For sure. <laughs> it's, and like and like, you know, Steven and I, uh, Stephen Casimiro and I talk about this a lot with like car stuff, where it's like he's always like worried about trying to get like a more efficient car or should he change his should he change his camp rig to something else? Yeah. And it's like, I, I think, and finally it dawned on me, like, I know why we're constantly talking about this is because neither of us get out as much as we want to. So like, it feels like if you get a You're new rack to. system for your truck, it, that feels adventurous, you know? Yeah. Like, so like, so going to REI is the same way. It's like, you go in there and you're like, oh, sick. Like I'm going to buy anything in there makes me feel like I went camping. I, so it seems viable. Yeah. We're all a little chemically dependent on this stuff, right? We're all yeah. addicts. You know, we kind of need to get that, you know, get that fix of getting our stuff. Um, but I just I feel like that's the, again the opportunity that that needs to come is a little give us a little more information. And you're right for the for the new brands it's hey this is a differentiation. For the older brands it's like yeah they've been making this product forever why are they making another one? You know I just feel like and and but to your point I think part of the the other side of that problem is that media companies have they have to fill things they have boxes to fill and it's not just once a month magazines anymore it's every day something has to go up so. You know, we haven't really gotten into this, although it's it's something we wanted to talk about. Maybe you were going to bring this up next, but you know, there there's there is probably something to be said for being, you know, I feel like readers are pretty savvy about mm -hmm. when they're reading something that's just that's just like a press release rewritten. You know, sure. What, what bums me out though is there's so there's so many bad or obviously tra transparently transactional gear reviews out there that it's it makes it it's just makes it tough to do it. Cause you know, we, I love covering gear. Um, it's one of my favorite things to write about. Yeah. It can get kind of tedious, but just generally speaking, it's, it's, in, you know, it's interesting. Oh, here's this new thing. Let's see how it works. Does it work? Blah, blah, blah. blah. Here's how it fits itself into my camping situation and, and X, Y, or Z or, or biking or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like it's just, it's just, it, it, be, it be, can be kind of thankless because so many people out there will immediately assume that you got paid to write it. Right. And like, yeah. like by the brand, not like by your magazine, but by, well, that's you know, kind of, but yeah. like by the brand, it's like, you know, it's like, I have, I have this new Camelback backpack that they, that they wanted me to try. It's insane. I don't, a lot of Camelback stuff is fine. This is, this thing is awesome. It's like, it's like one of these things that I've talked about a little bit more and more lately where it actually brings me joy to use it. Like I'm like, when I pick it up and put my stuff in, I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm going to actually enjoy using this backpack today, which is so rare and like, shouldn't, I shouldn't think that way. Like it's a, it's a but fucking think about backpack, that though. We just talk about how every, we just about how everything works, and you're like, it's rare that something brings you joy. I mean, is right. it is it as simple as almost as like our our metric for the movies? Like, does this make you want to go outside? Is it like does this does having this piece of gear make you just want to? I got to drop everything and go use this thing. Right? Yeah, sometimes that happens. You know, I don't know. I guess what if you except I think that's basically what it comes down to is you know what do you demand from the gear reviews? What are you looking to have saying? And I do think that there's the opportunity to talk more about how things were made because that's yeah. a little bit more objective. Like, hey, this is a good product to support because it's made in the USA. Or hey, you might want to think it's a cool product, 
But uh, we know the factories it was made in has a bad track record of, you know, human rights issues. Like, you know, like that. You can do that. But then that's that's a lot of work, you know, like (laughs) I'm serious. Like, that's a lot. Like, like what, you know, we don't we don't none of us get paid very much. Well, that brands should be providing that information reporter, too. Like, that's that's no, I I think the brands should be transparent on that. It's like, yeah, here it it is. I think it make more sense if you wanted to tackle that sort of thing by doing like generally speaking, broader articles about how that stuff happens. You know, like if you wanted Mm -hmm. if you really want to like cover a lot of gear and and like how it's made and whether that's bad is important to you, like it's probably better to tackle that broadly and be like, hey. Every single brand you know makes their same the, for the most like we do. I've done that with wetsuits, so like mm-hmm. I do. I do some of the copy and help my friend out who owns his wetsuit company. And a lot of what we do is like here's here, was basically like pulling the curtain back on how the wetsuit industry works. And hey, guess what? All of them are made from the same factory. <laughs> you know, like right. the same with the exact same materials. They just go ours is going to be blue and yours is going to be red. Perfect. It's like that Simpsons Duff beer and Duff light thing, right? Like it's yeah, right. Coming out of the same thing, <laughs> right, and, right. You know, so like that. That's you know, that's I think useful to know. Like I have for the most part no it's a good point i i really don't know where you know a lot of the backpacks i have for or they're probably the same thing there's probably like two factories in vietnam that make all of them i i'm sure that's i know that there are that kind of thing where like different floors different brands in in these like factories i know that that happens not to belabor it but like just one quick story like this is where i kind of started to realize the the level of bullshit when like i was working for goo energy labs and they were um talking about we may have made goo chomps which are the chewable like versions of goo right which they're are called chomps chomps yeah which yeah. are like cliff blocks and uh-huh. it's like then you find out that now goo is all made the gels are made all in-house yeah. but there's only one company that makes the blocks yeah and they all make the blocks for everybody the waffles like goo waffles yeah, i know that about waffles, the waffles i knew that all my, made by the my same sister-in-law people. was a food scientist at goo i remember the waffle we talked about this waffle thing yeah. yeah, so it's, you know, so if you and I want to come up with a nutrition, let's make a, a chewable, like, you know, jelly kind of thing. We will go to these people and say, we want it to taste like this, and here's the branding yeah. and whatever, and then they'll make it just like they make it for everybody else. Well, so it's like everything's white label anyway now for the most it part. It really like, is. So yeah. it's like, hey, I want to start a clothes company. Cool. You're not fucking doing it. Like, you're right. paying this guy to do it. You just, like, throw but your That little... should be disclosed. Like, what, yeah. are you buying branding or are you buying a product? And that's kind of well, what Well, you're think. buying branding. I mean, we know this yes. now, right? Like everybody knows this. You're buying, you're buying. That's what I mean about the laundry. I guess that's what I was trying to say about the laundry. You're, you're, go, you're picking the branding, right? Like right. I really like certain products I have in my house, but like, they're not always going to be like, or like I'm thinking of right now, I'm thinking of some clothes and jackets I like and stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah these ones are great. I have no idea if in three years, Eddie Bauer is going to start making shitty jacket. I don't know. I know the ones I have now. I like a lot. Right. So it's like, you know, you're you are kind of just rooting for the you're rooting for the i don't know i like i like patagonia as a brand that mattered it used to matter like you know like mountain hardware was this cool upstart was like a cool choice making interesting things that other brands weren't making right you know and it's like everybody had these real identities and it's all it all works but it's all the same you may as well buy hanes t-shirts on a 12 pack at walmart you know like it does and then put on whatever logo you want you know that's kind of what uh it's all kind of bullshit. As I get older, I start. It's funny. As I get older, I'm assuming a lot of people do this. You you you, you realize those things, and then you just start buying the Hanes shirts yourself. Well, I guess final word on it. I mean, so what? Well, ultimately, as a gear reviewer, like what what do you what do you demand from a gear review? I know you've kind of said well, if I just sum it up for us though, like you know, in terms of brands, the media, like what what do you want so that you know to kind of guide consumers who are maybe listening to this? I I actually I don't think there's like a like a winning formula for the things you have to cover. I really don't. Uh, Cause we we've played with that. Here's, here's the, here's, here's where it's made. Here's mm-hmm. the weight. Here's the three things you need to know about the, the, the 
technology going like a yeah, because I, when you look at like a bottom. blister review i i love the detail i love like i love the fact that you put the time into it but yeah. i never read it it doesn't you <laughs> i mean you, you if you click on the link you're gonna see all that on there it, eh, i don't really think that matters so i don't think the point is i don't think there's like a formulaic way you can go about it I, like you know as somebody who consumes a, a, a bizarre amount of product reviews i probably should have been an engineer i mean because i clearly care about this sort of thing um there's just some you can tell when it's authentic you can just tell you know like it, th god this sounds lame but i've spent a lot of i've spent many hours in the last like two weeks watching video reviews of vacuums on youtube <laughs> and and you can i mean you can tell right away when someone doesn't know what they're talking about or isn't very good at expressing it and you just move on you know or whatever and it's the same day with same way with anything you know like yeah. you can just you can kind of tell and it, it, it maybe maybe some maybe one of them is telling you about where it was made and the and the chemicals that went into it and all that sort of stuff great you know yeah. that's as long as it's authentic fine and maybe another one doesn't give a rat's ass about the particulars but yeah. here's what it feels like to use and they're good at it and i can tell that it's it's not loaded with ads or moving things like you know if I, like you can tell when you're looking at a page whether or not it's bullshit or not you can right. you usually can tell so i guess i don't know just trust your gut if it seems legit it's probably legit if it seems like it's just selling it to you it's just selling it to you the hard part is when you're when you're reviewing something that you really like because then it just is like there's no way around it like it's gonna sound you're yeah. gonna sound like you're like you're like you're trying to sell it to people but like i don't there's well and it's always more interesting like i Look, I think our deliverance review might be our best one because neither one of us particularly liked the movie. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, usually before it's like, hey, this was a great movie. You should go see it. It was really good. Like, you don't have as much to say, right? You know, so I think that that's kind of a, a common theme across any sort of uh, set of criticisms, right? Unless you're reviewing like climbing gear. Yeah. You're not, no one's dying. You right. know? Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you like red, get some MSR stuff. All their shit's red. You know, that's like, kind of what I'm saying, I guess. Like, like I, like I have, I have three different like water filters right now. I'm kind of playing with. Um, all they all, they're all, they all work. That's not true, actually. One of them, I don't really know if I want to. I don't know. I'm feel very uncomfortable just marketing brands on on our podcast. But like, one of them, well, I guess I reviewed. Well, whatever. Point is, like, some of they have like better. Some of them have better flow rates. And it's like, okay, this is this this is more enjoyable to drink out of. You know, it's like they're all the same. Yeah, it's, it's a light straw really one, right? Enjoyable. Yeah, it's really good. It's just yeah. really good. I you bought can... one because you told me that. And it's like, and then it's I, like, yeah, it filters less gallons. I'm like, I'm gonna go backpacking like three times in the next, you know, a, uh, twenty exactly. years. Yeah, you know, you will so. never, you will never, I'll never have another. Not, filter. You are not going to. Drink so I'd rather I get more water, water in in my mouth. You know, you probably don't drink six hundred gallons of water camping your whole life. <laughs> that's that's true. So I think it's gonna be fine. Um, but yeah, like, oh, God, I forgot to bring it on my last trip, and I was so annoyed. Like I had, I don't even know what the other brands were. I'm just like, it's literally like, imagine if you were dying of thirst and someone handed you like a Sawyer, you're like, oh, you're just right. like trying so hard to get like a dropout where the, the lifestyle one is just like drinking like normal. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, does it pass the sniff test and maybe the lesson is more for the media to kind of like, Hey, look, just, and I understand to your point, they have to create content uh, and they're being pitched constantly by brands. But if you don't have something to say, you can just pass, you know? All right. Well, there you go. Gear review for the gear reviewers. Uh, I think actually, I think that was great. I, I liked. Uh, I like having a conversation that way. I think it's something that's like underanalyzed. Nobody, everyone just assumes it exists and it doesn't. Nobody right. really ever talks about it. So uh, I right. appreciate the insight, man. Well, you know that's what I'm here for. All right. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. All right, that's our show for today. Thanks for checking us out. What do you think of gear reviews? Send your feedback on that or anything else to myrockfight at gmail.com. If you missed our episode on Tuesday, it was about sports nutrition. 
We did a draft. We did a little history of some brands where I worked and the category itself was a great episode. Go back and check that out. It's available on rockflight.co or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Colin True. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC.